I've been a right idiot, haven't I? Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 27th of April and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $54,710. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Boris Johnson, Joe <laughs> Mehmet. Hey, Joe. That, yeah, hey, mate. Look, let me tell you something about Boris, mate. I'm not a tone coat, right? I, I, I don't tell lies, okay? So that put me in that category. No, Thank I wasn't you putting much. you in that category at all. I was putting you in the category of premier of the industry. Um, you oh, know, fair, Boris right. Johnson, he's our prime minister, is he not? And um, <laughs> Not for long, by the sounds of it. And, you know, like I said, I think he's, um, I think he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job for London in the past, and he's doing a great job for Britain. Can you um You know what? He never he never did a great job for London actually. I actually I I actually thought I did both for him because, purely because of Red Red Ken, you know, Ken Livingston, right? Because it was it really was Red Red Ken, wasn't he? Um I I, I never agreed with his uh, congestion charger when he first brought it um into play in, in London because you know it started with five pounds, then he went up to six fifty, seven fifty. You know, it, see the the um, the thing with the congestion charge right was that you know where something works it works right it was successful the congestion charge actually did what it's supposed to have done it stopped traffic coming in and and what happened was was that because it stopped traffic coming in they weren't getting the revenue because what what he um, expected people to do right was not to pay is really really because the if you had, did you ever come into London during Red Ken's um, Sort of, ter- ter- of course, terms. of course. Um, right. I when, that's why we get, bought. Uh, that's why we bought a Toyota Prius. Um, right. You know, well, we well done, there yeah. was a financial incentive for us to get a car that we weren't going to get hammered five pound, ten pounds a day. Um, you know, right. I remember at the time back in uh, when did it come in? Oh seven, around that kind of time. Oh six, oh seven. Um, me and M. Uh, obviously, we was both travelling to London a lot. Our session careers were thriving just before the financial crisis. Um, we had some money and we decided, uh, well, should we put solar panels on our roof? Or should we buy a congestion charge exempt car? And we made the right choice because I did all the maths and it was like, oh, the congestion charge exempt car is going to save us two and a half grand a year. Whereas the solar panels Fantastic. might save us 250 quid. So yeah, we did the uh, we did the no. right we did the right thing. I th- I think you did very well. Well, mm. I think you did a fantastic one better, better than me because I was stupid enough to sort. Anyway, but I, you I was, was driving a Porsche round, so you you weren't dri- you weren't thinking the environment. Well, no, I was actually because the thing was was that I was actually going to work right at uh, six o'clock in the morning. Sure. Okay, so I, I avoided the congestion charge in the morning. And then by the time I finished work, which is about seven o'clock, again I avoided the congestion charge. So, mm. so really, basically speaking, my, my car I only operated sort of for uh, for me to go to work and then come home, but outside the congestion hours, and that was a good thing about it, right? Because the the, um, the hours were flexible, in in the fact they started the figure seven o'clock and they finished at six o'clock. Yeah, right. And it was and Monday to Friday the, as well, weren't it? Monday to Friday, exactly. And and the thing was was that, like I said at the beginning of the show. It was successful because 
people weren't coming in at doses. So what what the what the um, the, the the government was hoping for, right? Well, people come in, and if you remember rightly, right, you had to pay your charge on that day by twelve yeah, o'clock. Yeah, or you'll get a fine, right? You get a fine, mm. and that's what they were hoping for. They weren't hoping for the five pounds. Mm. They were hoping for the sixty pounds. Well, no, it wasn't the whole drive uh, about moving people to public transport. Never, never, never in many years, mate. Never in many years because taxi drivers were exempt. No, no, no. Right? But that's what they. That's that was the the stated that was goal. Narrative. That was the narrative yeah, that yeah, came that, out. Yeah, oh, was, you know, that, we want to make was, um, you know, public transport much more efficient, much more fuel have, efficient. Have you ever been in London? Have you ever been in London? Right when the buses are on strike. Uh, no, but I wish they would. I wish they would go on strike. I'll tell you something, right? When the bus is on a strike, London moves a lot faster. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. Right. So, Listen, so, the, so, the congestion know, charge was once again another failed exercise, which has, has was the noose around working class people trying to get around London, trying to do their jobs. And over the last 13 years, the noose has been tightened. Harder and harder and harder. And now the congestion charge is, what is it, 15 quid a day now? And it's, pounds, right? and it's seven days a week. Exactly, up to 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so right. there was so a lot of freelancers no that would go into London on Saturdays and Sundays to price up jobs, price up quotes, yeah. you know, on the basis of, well, I can go in the weekend, it's not going to cost me any extra money because I might not necessarily get that job. You know, there was a lot of unintended consequences of, you know, the congestion charge. And you know me, right? I, I, I don't believe anything uh, what the environmentalists say, right? Because when the congestion charge came in, it, it, has pro- it has proven to be successful because it has got more people to go on bicycles, on land transport, You think scooters. so? I mean, I think, well, you, I think there's has. one... I think there's one... There is one piece of data that you can look at which destroys whether congestion charge has been successful or not. And it's well, no, average no. speed of traffic. That's because, that's very easy. That's it's gone very, down. Very we're we're travelling around my slower now than we were in, I think it was 1910, uh, well, when it was all horse and car. Why do you think that is? Because they've removed half the roads from the system. Well, there's that, there is that. Also, there's speed hunt, right? 20 miles, 20 miles per hour speed, though limits right mm. and also if you actually if you actually look at every traffic lights in, in every junction in london there's a space for cyclists okay yeah. and, and cyclists today are sort of like wisdom they're always coming in front of you all right you know so if you pull away you can't pull away more than two miles per hour because they're still going to get their pedal speed up right yeah. so again so when you actually do uh, propel forward you're going at a very slow speed Okay, right. so by the time the cyclist moves into the uh, right lane, the inside lane or the outside lane, mm-hmm. but to, for you to clear through, right, you actually travelled about what two hundred yards, hundred yards, or whatever. So again, the average speed. There, there was a um, there was a survey that was done many years ago, and I remember talking to a guy. It was a really interesting guy that uh, it came into the salon when I was in the first arcade. He, he just came in off the street and um, he, he wanted a haircut and. Um, I said to him, yeah, you know, that's, I wasn't a problem. I got, I got, I got my, my sister to sort of do it. And I was talking to him, you know, you know what, what, what's your thinking? He was doing a study, right, for um, traffic jams. 
and you know it was it was studying in um, on motorways why motorways come to a standstill when there's no roadworks or there's no incidents and we all sat in traffic jams and when the traffic goes flowing right we think what was all that about mm. yeah it's what they called shockwave the shockwave attack is that a bit like a concertina the concertina effect it, it, it did like a concertina effect, but they called it the shockwave attack, mm -hmm. uh, effect, right? With that, say you're in the eyesight lane, you, you're doing 70, 75, 80 miles per hour, right? Yeah. There's always going to be someone who's going to go to the speed limit, okay? So you go up there, you got that driver's ass, what you're going to do, you're going to put your brakes on, right? Mm. The car behind you, he puts his brakes on. The car behind him puts his brakes on. Eventually, when it gets down to sort of like about 20 cars behind that yeah. car, it comes to a standstill. There's this ripple effect, yeah. Right? And eventually, all the cars, because one thing about motorways, and this is this is this is the great thing about motorways. Again, they're very successful projects because there's lots of cars on it. If it was a, if there was no cars on motorways, then it wasn't a successful project, mm. okay? Because motorways are built right to get right, to get, you know, businesses moving, people on it, blah 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 blah. So again, right? So there's lots of cars on motorways: the M25, the M1, M2, M6, whatever, and they'll all have the same effect, right? So that there was always a traffic jam on motorways for no unexplainable reason, except that it's what they call the shock wave, shock wave shock effect. Wave where interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember him telling me this, right? It was I was so fascinated by him. I, mean, like, I didn't I didn't care about my client who was being shampooed sitting down. I just wanted to sort of listen to this guy talking. Because it's it, it's that one question that everybody answers when they're in a motorway is what was all that about? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was that explained to me. And it's so true. Um that you when you get behind there's always someone in uh, in a traffic lane. Is always going to go by law, which is why in America you've got the 50 mile per hour speed limit, but you get there quicker because you can weave in and out of the lanes, sure. right? Which is what they're trying to do here, all right? So that you've got one cross of speed, but you don't have to, you, but you, you don't have to stay in your lane there. You can actually go from right to left in, in and out type of thing, right? So someone's doing so because if you don't, don't forget, right, when you're driving, you're doing 50 on your speedometer, but the, the law would give you 10% because speedometers ain't, are not accurate enough. Mm. So if you do 50 on your um, on your speedometer, you're probably doing about 45. Sure. Okay. Right. Do you want some data? Do you want me to flower this conversation up with data? Yeah, yeah, because, because I don't, I, I'm cause I don't will, talk will about... Live. I, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right. So, um, in... So a study was done uh, in 2002, and this is some... So this looks fairly official, but the average speed uh, in central London was 8.6 mile an hour, right, in 2002. Congestion charge obviously came in in around 2006. So this latest answer was answered by the mayor, the London mayor, Mr. Sadiq Khan. Um, Sadiq Khan. And in, well, 21st of October 2019, the average speed in central London... Now it was eight point six, did Go I on. say? It's now seven point yep. one. So congratulations Ooh. all round. Round of applause, everyone. Good job. London's slower than ever before. 
So, yeah, right. whatever you think about congestion charge, um, it's nonsense. It's worked. And it's there, and it's made London as a city worse to travel worse, around. exactly. So who's going to be affected by travelling in London, do you think, Jeremy? Well, I, I mean, if, if, let, let, let's rephrase the question, right? As you know, there's, there's going to be an election soon, the better election soon, right? Mm. Next, next month, I believe. Which candidate... It's going to benefit one London and second businesses as a retail. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to concentrate on the uh, on the hairdressers side, mm. okay? Because that's that's our that's our passion. So, which mayor is going to be best for our industry? Well, I don't even know. I now, mean, look, this isn't a London uh, only uh, podcast, so maybe we should explore right, the the current mayor is a guy called Sadiq Khan. Um, he's yeah. been the mayor. Mm since 2016 um and he was supposed to have left last year but obviously because of the pandemic you know he's basically spent the last year just trying to put green light every uh disruptive thing he can do <laughs> for londoners during the pandemic i don't like city car for a lot of reasons right one of the reasons actually not a lot is it because he's a muslim that. No, I'm a Muslim myself. No, at least that was a bus driver, like you know. What I mean, give me a break. No, no, no. What, what a London. See, unfortunate thing about the uh, London, the situation with London, right? The, the, the mayor of London, right, has only got one role, right? Is to keep London moving now and safely. That's all he's got to do, mm. all right? Because most decisions are, are done by central government. That's right. Okay? Well, I would have thought his his first port of call was to improve London, right? Well, but this is it. This has is, has so he's had four years. Has any metrics in London actually improved? I mean, the economy's probably well, shrunk. Um, the, well, the average completely. speed of traffic's gone down. The prices of tra- trains, buses, tubes, gone all up. gone up. Um, so yep. once again, um, business has, have been like ha- like how what's the metric that we judge these? Uh, candidates. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's there's my diversity. There's more tolerance. There's less. Yeah. All those things you can't measure. Good. Exactly right. So again, but knife crime has gone up. The okay, so up. knife crime keeping so, Londoners safe. So he's failed there. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, transport is inefficient okay. again, which is um, again it's all like failed there. But 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 the thing that I I find so like upsetting from his point of view, right? And even with um, Ken Livingston, even with I mean, but not so much Boris Johnson, right? He was he was a bit of a buffoon. I never liked him. Um, there's that. Then I speak up for London because central London government, right, passes these these um, not laws but uh, regulations for guidelines for the councils to operate operating, right. It does not actually sort of say no, you can't do this, you can't do that. No, let's let's sit down, and let's discuss this because he just he just takes it on the chin, right, and it just blames on the government, right, for all the failings yeah, so of, of, so of his tender. So he's a Labour candidate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. Well, let's move on. We've already t- trashed him enough. I mean, look. Yeah. Um, if we know what's good for London, you don't keep someone in charge that the metrics that you can measure have gone down, have declined. So yeah. exactly. basically, he's going to need a bit of a miracle uh, or the biggest budget when it comes to marketing um, in order to assuage the, um, the, 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 the constituent. Right. So yeah. um, the Conservatives representative is a guy called Sean Bailey. Um, he's the son of a lorry driver. You know, so these are both two working class, you know, people. Sadiq Khan, dad's a bus driver. This is a son of a lorry driver. 
So yeah, and he, and he was he was homeless as well, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm just going for. And then there's the Green Party, Sean Berry. I've never heard of her. Um, oh, apparently, she's the co-leader of the Greens. Apparently. Um, yeah. She, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to her. I'm not sure. Um, there's the Renew, Kambalayev. I'm not sure who that is. Never heard of him. Um, he seems like he's worked in international law, so it sounds like he's done well for himself. Uh, there's the independent candidate. Do you know who the independent candidate is, Joe? Um, is it some guy called Gammons or...? Close. Um... It's Count Binface. Uh, Count Binface. Count Binface. See, the beautiful thing is for all these people listening all over the globe that they don't know about elections in the UK is you literally need 500 quid deposit. And anyone can no, stand she... for an election. They just put a deposit down. Um, so, yeah, Count Binface. I'm going to share a picture of him on the Telegram channel. He, he He's dressed in what can be described as like a kind of Star Wars Jedi suit that he's basically cut a bin out of and he that's wears right, the bin right, right, on right. his head. So I'll whack that that's on our right. Telegram channel so everyone can, can uh, you know, have a laugh at that. It's quite funny. I, I, I think people would take them seriously, do you? Well, no, no one ever do, does take these people seriously. I mean, Lord Such, I mean, I remember for many elections, I would I would That's vote right. for the um, screaming Lord Such's <laughs> party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just simply because uh, politics, I think, in 2021 is comedy. But, you know, but, like, but before we continue with all the, sort of the, mm. all the candidates, right? The, I mean, you, you see all the candidates, haven't you? For yeah, the, I'm just uh, scrolling for... through them now. Independent Piers Corbyn, you know, Jeremy's yeah. brother. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Um, professional conspiracy theorist. So yeah, I mean, yeah. he's going to be you, interesting. You got, you got Lawrence Fox as well. You got all, you got all these people, right? There's, Lawrence Fox, Reclaim Party. He's the British actor that was done by the council culture. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, there's, there's about seventeen candidates, I believe, or six, six or seventeen candidates, right? Okay. Okay, you know when, I, when you sort of read their manifestos, they're all, they're all saying the same thing: more housing, right. safer London, sort of like cheaper transport. You know, and get London moving. Well, no, no not London get it moving, right? Make it. May safe, I make a special right? mention for a um, Richard Hewison, the Rejoin EU candidate? I wonder how well oh. he's going to do based on a five-year-old narrative. Well, he's, he's got he's got the uh, he's a long time campaigner for the um, LGBTQ and human rights. Uh, right. He's an activist, isn't he? Right. So he, he could probably do quite well, actually. Yeah. Well, he I mean, London. Well. Uh, let's face it, majority of people in London these days are from Europe, so you know they've got yeah, a yeah, vested yeah, interest to vote. Um, exactly. Them, so. uh, well, Steve Carr is, is in the same boat anyway, because he wants to bring back the. Uh, he wants London to be independent from uh, from the whole country, so he wants London to be part of the EU, doesn't he? I mean, how what, does how work? does that I work? Mean, how can he be independent I mean, no from idea. the UK no and idea, then man. go and join the that, Quango? That is the EU. I don't know. Like I say, that's like it, I say these it, politicians, they just don't seem to think things through. And that's my biggest no. problem with them. I just consider them all the most unproductive members of society. They're just put barriers they? in the way to destroy commerce and destroy trade, as far as I'm because concerned. No, no, I agree with Because London, right, in my opinion, should be apolitical. There's one thing. London is a mega city. Mm. It's one of the greatest cities in the world, if not the greatest city in the world. Right? Yeah. 
So it doesn't need these sort of like issues to, to, to be in a campaign. It's all about getting people to go to work as quickly and efficiently as possible and go home as, as this, the same safely. Mm. And because at the end of the day, you know, we're all not stupid, right? We've all got bills to pay. Mm. We've all got um, sort of like um, desires and things like that. So there's only one way of getting it, right? It's by, it's by working. And you know, to, to actually sort of live and work in London, you have to have a work ethic. All right, yes, there's the, the poor homelessness. Yeah, there's all these people, right? Um, but London does cater for um, these people as well, right? So they're the street, they're in the streets. But majority of people go into London and, and they want to go home mm. uh, as quickly as well because you don't want to spend time. And these candidates, not one of them has a reason to sort of say, I will get London work moving, as in literally congestion charge up. You mean start. literally, in, you mean literally as well as figuratively, right? Get London moving yes. forwards, yeah, as exactly. in technological advancements, as um, in the traffic movement, as in, you know, yes. all, just... People yeah, to come, people to come in and enjoy it for a day. I mean, you live in Westcliff-on-Sea, right? Yeah. You, you were telling me the other day, it took your wife three hours Three hours Just to, to do 35 miles at 6am uh, in the morning, yeah. that was as well. Right. I yeah. mean, London as a city has never been, like I say, 7.1 mile an hour. It's never been slower to get around London. Is, and and if, we're, no if we look at technological advancements in the greater society, everything's about yeah. getting faster and more efficient and making exactly. the experience amazing and removing pain points. I like to say, you know, um, all of these, all of these initiatives they come out with, they create pain points, and no, no one ever it, it, seems to learn from them, and it's just another it's, countless wave of mistake after mistake after mistake. It, it just, it just, as, as far as I'm concerned, right, they're just sort of like not virtual sing, singling, right, but they actually sort of like, sort of like, uh, yeah, they're virtual singling right, to the to the need, you know, housing, policing, this and that, all right, this. Crimes is a, uh, no crime is a problem, but now there's this one candidate, right? He wants to give free transport to under eighteen year olds. Okay, yeah. now if you if you saw like got a territory waterstone, okay, you would have sort of this um, you know sort of like this um, distribute your um, your goods, right? You can come to Easton, you go to bus for free. I mean, happy days. Yeah. Someone, you know, you're stepping on someone's territory. What's going to happen? You're going to create violence. Mm. I mean, who in the right who's the right spark, right? Thinking free transport to uh, under sixteen year olds is a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. Anyway, that's that's another story. So, I mean, I must it admit. Is. So, looking at all these candidates, though, Joe. I mean, it yeah. must be the most diverse. Um, uh, candidates, can, bunch yeah. of candidates we've ever seen. You know, yeah. we've got I mean, black, what, what we've got white, we've got gay, we've got straight, we've got a bin. Um, you know, we've got yeah. diversity, we've got, mate. We've got, we've got every colour, every shade, every gender, every creed. So it will be interesting. We've even got a YouTube star on there, a 23-year-old guy called Nico Omilana, and he's a YouTuber. So, you know, even his stand-in as a candidate. So we've got literally from every background you could want. So who wins then, Joe? As far as I'm concerned, not one person. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because not one person is a businessman. London is a business. Well, we've got it bankers on now. I mean, is, ba is a banker not technically a businessman? Well, the, the re well no, he's... he's, he's, he's he, 
what this um Brian Rose. What's his name? Uh, Brian Rose. Rich, uh, Brian Rose is all right actually. He's all right, but uh, the, the the only thing I don't like about him, right is I don't like his pinstripe suit that he's wearing. There's a picture That's of him. That's very judgmental of you, Joe. I mean, I how, know, how but... you've ever progressed in your career, you know, holding judgments like that is beyond uh, me. You know, in, in many ways, he's the one that actually saw like. Is my is the closest to to what I want from a mayor, right? The unfortunate thing, his image, is is a bit too smarmy. He doesn't appeal to me. Isn't he American? Really? And if, haven't people American, got to get over that? Is 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 that ex MIT? Is MIT right. student? Yeah, right? so, so people so, got to get so, over is, that that fact. But I suppose if the Californians can elect Arnold Schwarzenegger as a governor. <laughs> Then you know anything's happened, right? Right, okay. Well, you got to make a prediction. So tell me, tell me, who's going to win? The Sadiq Khan. You out in Sadiq Khan? Yeah, I think so. And and this is the problem. Even though his results, even though so you so basically he's got the biggest budget for marketing. Yeah, yeah, he he has. Don't forget, run. Yeah, London is Labour for a start. Yeah. Okay. Most 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 of the uh, is it though? I I I mean, wasn't the last election? Put pay it, to it, Labour's it pro- chances. A, no, it was a protest vote for the uh, Brexit. Thing. Okay. Not, you know, I, I think that's what it was—a protest okay. vote, right? And um, so, you know, you take on that narrative. It's still—it's still a protest vote. I think that is the city car's going to get in. The the sad thing is, is that because there's so many different candidates. Um, I mean, city car voters are going to vote for him anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So no one's going. It's, it's not a two-horse race. It's it's just literally a one-horse race. That's how I see it. Now the problem that I I think that the the industry will suffer if Sadiq Khan comes in. If Sadiq Khan comes in, I, I would suggest all the sons right now shut the shop. Say you know shut the shops. <laughs> I really do. I, I really because he has right, fingers me. crossed he everyone helped. that Sadiq Khan don't win because there's going to yeah, be a I, lot I, of um, blood in the streets and there's going to be a lot of crying <laughs> but don't expect an ambulance or a police officer to get to you within uh, a day or two of your 999 but if it, listen Harry you don't live in London no I know I don't and and, and this, that, yeah, there's I, reasons for that Joe <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was I was in town. I was in I was in um in Victoria this morning. Right, I had yeah. to do uh, one of my banker clients. Right, mm. so early morning, and um and I I sort of went through I went through town, and I was I, you know sort of going through um, Oxford Street, all those areas. Right, mm. I mean there was hardly any traffic. You know, have you you know you remember the um the American Embassy in Grosvenor Square. Mm. Completely flattened. No way, really. I swear, I, I drove past Brook Street today, right? And I thought, whoa, where's that? It's all this sort of still scaffolding, all these sort of um, frames um, upright. But the whole building itself is flattened, man. Wow. Okay, I knew, I was surprised at that. That goes to show how long I've been there as well, right? And so London's really quiet, man. And this is like a Tuesday, um, like right about nine, th- 9 o'clock. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you know, normally it's it's always going to be sort of like a little bit of traffic here and there, and go through. It, I thought, wow, it's a it's a beautiful day. Don't get me wrong, mm. but no traffic, Aaron. So what's it telling you? There's no one coming into London, or yeah. Well, I told you my experience last two weeks ago. We went on the first of multiple uh, birthday celebrations for my wife. Um, you know, we we drove into London. We parked in Wapping. And we was going for a meal at the Mercer Hotel roof terrace. It was terrible, by the way, but um, but that's another thing. 
Uh, eating outside in April in England, not a great experience. Um, so, but as we was walking through St. Catherine's Dock, through the city, every single office was empty. And I, I just thought to myself, you know, it's not until you see it on such a grand scale. I just thought to myself, who the hell is paying for all of this? Do you know what I mean? You're well, talking about billions of pounds of real estate just yeah. sat there empty, mate. And, and you know, like you say, no one's coming into London. All the trains are empty. Uh, I've been on the tube once in the last two months. Uh, that was at 11 o'clock in the morning. I got on the central line, which is normally, you know, everyone's squashed in like sardines. I had the whole carriage to myself. So Lovely. London, yeah, is a ghost town, which makes it even more strange when my wife drives in. Why does it take her three hours to get in? Well, you know, it doesn't exactly. make sense and, to me. If no one's working, no one's in the centre of London, how the hell is it that difficult? Or how how's he achieved handicapping drivers driving around London? That's what I don't know. So don't vote Sadiq well, Khan. Um, he's a liability. He's past record has proven that if you want a slower London, more dangerous London, and you want a London that's um, prices of everything continue to rise and the taxes continue to rise, vote Sadiq. In other words, if you want a safe bet, vote Count Binface and <laughs> make your protest heard. Anyway, Joe, I've got, to, I've got to move on from this. This is, this is doing me head in, talking about politicians. Like I say, I can't stand them. Uh, anyone that would well, want listen, to be a politician, mate, it, for example, it, it's, it's, I think. Listen, mate. I think it's very important for us Londoners. Seriously, it really is, because you cannot have a politician, right, who supports the narrative of climate change, um, environment issues, all these things. Because, like you just said, all the offices are building, so there's no one using electricity for a start. Yeah, so exactly. Right? So it kind of uh, anyway. Well, that, that, you know, that's that's another yeah. that's another hour long yeah. show. All I all I want exactly. to make it known is that I, who who will be the next politicians because they are they they're bad actors at the moment they because are. I, I heard our Secretary of State talking to Nick Ferrari on LBC this morning, and obviously she just she just she's got a script. And the script, and, and I love it as well. You know when, when they, they get pushed and they get a bit kind of flustered? Uh, she was talking yeah. about, we must stop the vaccine from spreading. Yeah, I love it when they mistake vaccine <laughs> and virus for the like, virus, you know, the yeah, same yeah, word yeah, yeah. the second they're flustered. Because he kept pushing question. about the funeral situation. Because obviously people were going into football stadiums as this caught this precautious uh, precautionary principle of oh we better test everything and we better open up so slowly that you know just in case and 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 obviously you know he was basically trying to ask at the point what about funerals you know you've let eight thousand people into Wembley stadiums when can people go and start getting married and having celebrations and and doing all these nice things again you know why have we got to wait. Why we got away? Yeah. And and basically, she just she just says, "Well, this is part of a trial. We're gonna do." And and he, he pushed her three times on 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 the subject to answer the question. She didn't answer it each time. And it's like, who wants to be a politician in in the next ten years? They're just gonna be up for ridicule. Everything they say gets documented. Everything they say gets written down. But well, I suppose yeah. I like to say just politicians yeah. just. They all need to resign, and I think the less government we have, I think the better off we all are on a local oh, level, 
on a you know on a national level. I, on I, I think we need someone right who has, who understands uh, what the real people. What? No, I don't think yeah. we need that at all. We just no. need less of them. We need less of these civil servants that basically haven't yeah. missed a penny in money over the last year telling us all what we can and can't do. Let's not forget, everyone, the politicians' salary is paid by the taxpayers and the politicians can print money out of fresh air. So that's why they don't listen yeah. to taxpayers anymore. So if you want to change anything, <laughs> opt out, opt into Bitcoin and, you know, try and change change the the way we do things in this country um oh a quick bitcoin related story you know i love a bitcoin joe and, and i've let you yeah, like, talk yeah, yeah. about london i'd like to come up with a bitcoin joke actually i'd really love to uh well <laughs> please do but here's here's the latest joke so then you know tesla elon musk yeah they put they yeah. bought a little bit of bitcoin didn't they they put one percent of their balance yeah. sheet into bitcoin yeah 1.7 billion pounds yeah well i think it's 1.5 billion dollars they invest in bitcoin okay They've made more holding Bitcoin for the last three months than they've made in 14 years selling cars. That's right. That's why I bought it. To put, to, he actually bought the Bitcoin to prop up his business. I mean, the Tesla business. Well, that's right? not strictly fair because it's 1% of his balance sheet. So, but I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. You know, if you want to protect your wealth, put 1% of your money into Bitcoin and let it protect you over the next inflationary it period. Protect, it it, it will years. save your business. It will save it your will business. It will save your salon business. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's actually not a bad idea, actually. I'll tell you something, right? Those, those salons, if they were to sell, what's that? There's that grant, isn't there? Yes. Right? So is that, yeah, most salons, if, most salons got £10,000 from the government. If they would have invested that into Bitcoin this time last year, yeah, or even right, 1% of it, they would have made, I think it's gone up, yeah, I, I think it's gone. Ten thousand pounds would have been about what fifty thousand. No, if you'd have put so basically, if you'd put ten thousand pounds a Bitcoin last year when the government handed you the money, you probably would have got yeah. two Bitcoin. So that ten thousand pounds today is essentially worth about 70,000? 70, 70, no, yeah, seventy-five thousand pounds. So it's not a bad yeah. return. That, 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 a, you know what? And that's free money, right? Someone gives you free money, you invest you it invest wisely. Invest it wisely, yeah. You invest it wisely. Yeah, anyway, yeah, anyway, that's um, yeah, that's enough that's of all that. Story, so then, what else has got on um, everyone's kind of radar this what? week, Joe? Has been the what? Amazon hair salon, and we touched on it briefly in the last show. Um, yeah. And since the fallout of the last seven days, um, is it, is there anything you want to add about the Amazon salon that we didn't speak uh, about? Well, I, like, I think like I said to you last week, I, I said I, I was a bit disappointed that how people are sort of like um, slagging it all off, right? Because there's, there's a fear factor now, isn't there? Mm. That some, the the uh, Amazon's sort of coming into the um, to the hairdresser sector, and and I I kind of believe that we've, that there's so much technology out there that no one's embracing it, and, and you know I me, mean, I love technology. Um, in, especially in business, and um, and we discuss it in the future mm. salons that we one of our pro shows that we previously that people I don't think this um, Amazon salon right is a futuristic salon at all. I think it's just an experiment to mm. gather information because what is offering what what was offering to the customer is it's nothing new as far as I'm concerned. It's innovating because it's trying to break away from the norm. I accept that. But I think in terms of technology, 
it's kind of dated, I think, this, this smart salon, the tablets, mm. all these kind of things, right? It's, it's still the same old same as far as I'm concerned. But what, what I find worrying is that these salon owners who are actually sort of crying about it uh, are scared. Rather than use it as a uh, reference point to sort of say... Yeah, embracing, you know this, embracing yeah. their technology into the space. Yeah, yeah. They want to fight exactly. against think, it and they want to keep exactly. things how they were. Well, I thought we've discussed all this over the last year. Things are never yeah. going to be how they were pre, <laughs> pre-pandemic. Things have changed and, and forever. Amazon, so, yeah, you know, and the Amazon salon has, has definitely ex- ex- exposed that, hasn't it? That, that, yeah. Um, so yeah, my my um, my good friend Angelo Seminara sent me this piece. In fact, it wasn't the only one. A lot of people obviously sent me, uh, you know, magazine reports and links to to the stories of the Amazon opening their own hair salon, um, because obviously, as you know, Joe, part of Go Salon and, and what we created as a solution for retail incorporates a lot of the affiliate kind of. Uh, the the affiliate system, the affiliate program that Amazon has obviously made famous, yeah. and and let me just add, you know, if it wasn't for Amazon using an affiliate system, they would never have achieved the heights that they've got to yes. now. You know, they've always been one of the most innovative companies in the tech world, and and at yeah. the end of the day, if what they did wasn't useful, then they wouldn't be where they are now, which is basically right. innovating in every sector there is. So, you know, can, 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 I, can I interrupt you for a second? Well, not really. I was on a bit of a roll, but carry on. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Well, no, I, I'm just saying, you know, just innovation improves all of our lives. You know, yes, whether you whether you believe in it or not, or whether you're fatigued with having to learn a new thing. But even if the slightest innovation to your working day saves you two minutes per client, over a week it's going to add up. Over a month well, it's no. going to add up. Yes, but I think what what I I think that a lot of sellers are missing the point, right? With Amazon highlighted really real well, right? Is that they're not loyal to one brand. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, let's 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 anal- let's let's analyse what the innovations are then joe shall we because obviously one of the articles that i was sent was kind of a bit more of a puff piece it was a bit more fear inducing you know the first point was robots and drones aren't cutting your hair i mean obviously that's that's obvious that's obvious to us in the industry that you know our good friends at neville's are going in now to teach amazon how to do customer service in a physical space right because amazon are fantastic uh customer service in the digital space right they're brilliant at that amazon i don't know if you've ever bought anything from amazon and you've had an issue with it and you've had to send it back i've got a delivery i've got a delivery today with uh from amazon no but have you taken advantage of the refund system did you be honest with you right no well let me let me let me educate you on their refund system joe so what normally on, happens is, you know, you're, you're, you've got a thing that was either missold to you or doesn't work properly or is broken. So you'll get in touch yeah. with customer service, you'll request. I mean, this is what would normally happen. You would have to speak to someone. You would have to lodge a complaint. Then you'd have to fight with them for the next however long to get your money back. Right? Yeah. Amazon. You print off a thing. You stick it to the box. You send the box, the second they get scanned, the money's back in your account. 
You haven't had to talk to anybody. You've had nobody interrogating you about, oh, well, you bought the wrong size. That's not our fault. You know, you, you, it removes all that stickiness from it. Yeah. So Amazon but, have but, 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 but that come, customer but, service online. Yeah, they are the best. And that is why people use them. They are the best at it. Yeah, but so yeah, this... Porter used to do that, didn't they? Pretoport, ASOS, all these fashion houses used to do that, didn't they? Yeah, you know, if you don't like it, yeah. it doesn't fit, send it back, but we'll give you a refund, no, give no, you a voucher, no, whatever people. it is. But no, like people. I say, yeah. it's not about what Amazon are going to teach, uh, are going to, you know, steal from us. Amazon are coming into this as an experiment to learn what they can from people who do physical right. service at the top level. In, in, Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly, right? I, I, I agree with So agree let's with take a bit of what Amazon can teach us, incorporating our business. If you scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. That's that's what it seems to be like for me. And like I say, the, the, the winners here are obviously going to be Neville's because they're going to get, you know, a great idea of how these digital technologies not really work. i don't know because i, I look, it's, well they it's, will because they're getting that they're getting that exposure for free and amazon are obviously putting all these digital technologies into the salon for yeah, at the, the cost of it. tens and hundreds of thousands of pounds whereas go salon and what i do with my company i can give you all that for a fraction of the cost in, in, in fact free in most places yes of course, and yeah, we we discussed this really. I I think you should sort of like start to expand your ghost salon because I I, I believe your 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 sort of like your app is the future of for hairdressing, mm. right? But you need to educate people. I mean, no, I know that salon, part right? of this show is is about me trying to get it out there. But once again, yeah. we are you know we've got sixty five founder members that are all working on the on the Go Salon network at the moment. And they wasn't affected by lockdown. They can sell products online, in the shop, or from their handset. It doesn't matter. What I love about all what we've created... All without customer service skills. All without customer service All without service the customer skills, service right? skills. Because guess who Go Salon leveraged the customer service skills of? The hairdresser. Amazon. Amazon. Okay. So using the Amazon. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is the point. So, you know, if you want to create your own physical affiliate network within your salon, or you're a freelance hairdresser that is on the road and you want to carry all of your retail products with you, but you don't want to take, obviously, a big bag of products with you, it can all be done via Go Salon via your handset. So and do me the honour and go to gosalon.uk, reserve your business name, um... You know, we've got a waiting list of people trying to get on the network, you know, because like I say, this is in beta stage. Everyone that's using it is benefiting from this service so far. And, you know, it's well, not the detriment to their, their, their retail business in the shop, because as John Coronado pointed out to me, since he's moved over to this, um, since he's moved over to this technology, He's selling more products than ever. He's selling physical products in the salon, but now he's selling digital products online as well. He's just selling, 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 selling. That's right, because because he's got a multiple choice. He's got now. multiple he, choice. He can choice. he can tap into all of these customer bases because exactly. I mean, ninety percent of his customers were buying stuff online. I, I tell you something from experience from a, pre, from a previous salon owner. Right, was that. 
Clients are quite loyal to products, okay? So if, if a client came to me, so a new client came to me and she was using Oribe or John Frieda shampoos, yeah? Mm -hmm. and, and I just had the Philip Kingsley range. They would get all the information uh, about the, uh, the Philip Kingsley, but they would still stay loyal to John Frieda. They might buy it once, mm. then, and then we'll go back to the John Frieda, or, or vice versa, or, or any other product, right? So when you give them a multiple choice, they could do the comparisons much easier. Totally, yeah. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. And, and get, really, that's how I see it. And I yeah, think so Go Salon go really sal enables you to increase the amount of choice you give to your yes. customers. It's as simple as that. Look at the average salon, Joe. The average salon isn't going to be buying a dozen hair, dry hair dryers off a distributor to sit on the shelves because they no. know that they won't, they won't be able to sell those hair dryers because they're twice well, the that, price of what Amazon retailed them and, for. And the no, hair dryers go out of fashion just as quickly as, uh, as you know, so sushi or whatever does, you know what I mean? So, well, I mean, again, what, what, what products have you used to sell in your shop, Joe? Well, I, I was always looking for new products, you know that, because mm. I never, I, I always went for products that was never on the um, internet. Cause That's right. There's one thing I, that, there's one thing I knew was that I could never compete with the internet. That's right. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Right. So, so you know me because um, I, 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 I met you. You were the GK um, product, Sasha One, the O and M. You know, so even Philip Kingsley in his early days before they went uh, mainstream. So, I, I was always using. You was always uh, using like independent brands, weren't you? Yeah, that, yeah, that basically yeah. didn't have. Um, yeah, online retail. Well, let me shatter your your. Um, you won't be able to do that now, basically, because of Sasha Wang are now on Amazon. And this of is course. my point. You know, I, I saw a lot of crying on Facebook about Amazon. How dare they be infiltrate the space? But at the end of the day, your loyalty is misplaced if you're crying about what the product company is doing. Your loyalty should be towards your customers. Your focus should That's be right. towards your customers. They're the ones and that put the money. But they're the ones that putting the money in your pocket, Joe. So why wouldn't you want to be loyal to those people that support you? I don't get it. Like I say, I just think, I just think, I just think a lot of salon owners are, uh, have their priorities the wrong way round. Well, this is it. Of course, they are. I mean, listen, this is why they're all in a pickle now. All right, because I, I, I think that most of them. They know what they have to do. They know exactly what they have to do, but they're scared of doing what they want to do, yeah. right? And 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 I I kind of find that this fear factor always holds them back. Because you know, the fear if, factor if of what? Scared, the fear of change. Fear of change. Fear of losing. Fear of missing out. Fear of anything, or even the fear of being successful. Right, because you know, some people gravitate to be miserable, okay. <laughs> Misery and, likes company, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. So, there's all there's a, there's a lot. I mean, fear becomes you know, it's a it's a, it's a very powerful word, indeed, in, in my opinion, these days. Yeah, and like, and, and Amazon Salon right, has broken all that mode, uh, as far as I'm concerned, in our industry, because there is an alternative now. And it's one thing that they always sort of say, right, IT. Or, or robots will never take our take over our industry, and I was poo pooed that. Mm. This is the beginning, mate. This is the way salons have to go forward. 
uh, otherwise they would all sink, mate. If they don't go full, if they don't take this uh, adaptive Amazon um, method or, or um, salon style, right, they're all going to sort of end up um, thinking. Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, I was talking to another salon owner the other week and he was saying that, um, you know, 1% of his salon business is in retail. So it's such an right. insignificant proportion to his salon business. It's not, not affecting him. Uh, well, because he, he he does what he does best. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, focus on the clients. Yeah. Right, right. In central London, or, or these other big salons, right, um, they they actually, their business model right, is based on the percentage of sales. Mm. If that percentage of sales right, goes down with their percentage of the, the clientele, which has definitely gone down, then you, they've really got a, a failing business. And we we know for a fact, right, that there's a very big company, big um, hair, hair franchise in Germany uh, um, going for um, bankruptcy or restructuring. Okay. Yeah, so yeah restructuring you, you is definitely to... the key. Um, yeah, I also want to make a, a point about, you know, what somebody that, um, that I was having a conversation with online was talking to me about. You know, they was talking about that they'd done 5,000 pounds of retail in the two weeks since it opened up and they've just gone and reinvested four thousand pounds of that back into another load of retail well let's analyze it's got top up isn't it well no but let's analyze let's analyze the numbers right let's look at no, it from a, a numbers standpoint because we like numbers yeah. on this show joe yeah. because a lot of the well, data you do anyway. well, i do because like i say the numbers the mathematics don't lie so if he's turned over £5,000 of retail, how much profit is in that turnover of £5,000 of retail, Joe? I would say, okay, take away the VAT. Take away that. Take away, so that's 800 quid take, gone straight away. Uh, sorry, no, £1,000. Right. That's well, £1,000. No, no, he's already spent £4,000 on, on, on restocking, right? Yeah. So he's only got, got £1,000 left to play with. Yeah, no, I, right. we don't know what he's we don't know what he's purchased for four thousand pounds. But let's just let's just go on the basic number of five thousand pounds worth of turnover of retail. Right. Turn so straight okay. away, take twenty percent off of that. Yeah. Yep. So that's a thousand pounds, is it not? That's a. Well, it's about eight. It'd be about eight hundred quid, I think. Yeah, because it doesn't work like yeah, 10%. yeah. You can't do it the other way, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say. Let's just say. Um, yeah. Four thousand two hundred. All right. Four thousand two hundred. So how much would he have spent on the products? Well, the, the markup was about what? So like 40, 60%, 40%? What was it? Um... You don't even know, Joe. You was a salon owner. Oh, come on. I'm going back many years. I, don't, I mean, yeah, I look the, at the shampoo the prices these days. So basically, the, you're, not, you're normally supposed to get a 40% markup, right? Yeah, 40%. Yeah, 40% but then obviously said, you 60, have to 60, split that commission between the stylist selling the product and the salon owner. And then obviously you've got to do the taxes and then you've got to figure all that out. So basically, let's just assume at best that he's made 400 quid from an initial outlay of £4,000. Since when has a 10% return on investment in that context been worthwhile, Joe? Like, like surely the risk of podding out four grand on something that you hope's going to sell is a risk, uh, mate, right? You, you, you be, you're yeah. better off spending that £4,000 on another facet of your business, which is actually yeah, going to do some real, real, you know, numbers yeah. and real turnover. Well, 
Like, but we discussed this when one of our shows earlier on. I told you this; it wasn't worth it. Yeah, but it. Joe, you it can't keep telling me you told me in a previous show <laughs> because people have just landed on this show. They might not have heard every single word that you've ever right, said. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's it's very yes. it's very annoying when you say I told you in a previous show. No, right? because, got, we, because we got the, to, the, we got to talk about the actual learns and the data and what right. we're learning here, rather than referring back to previous shows all the time. Okay, all right. Okay, I, I think the, I think the sales owners right. I have to wake up to the fact right that the salesman's pitching the, the sales right is 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 completely a fantasy. Basically, you've got a middleman in there, which is yeah. probably earning. He's taking no risk, and he's probably earning the same amount of money as you. And you're the person. You're the salon owner that's taking all the risk in buying that product off him. All I'm offering exactly. with Go Salon is removal of the risk. You're selling the product first, and then you're getting paid for it afterwards. You don't need to invest all that capital into an area of your business. Like if you had four yeah, grand and you invested that onto, you know, two or three of your staff to go to like the the latest uh, education course in color or cutting, what do you think's going to generate more income going forwards? That stylist, that stylist improvement, or that that do you yes. know what I mean? That as a as a hairdresser, yes, as I an agree. individual, yes, or do you definitely. think four thousand pounds spent on shampoos that you might not necessarily be able to send? That's a good investment in, in business. Listen, I mean, you you, you you told me once, right? That salons use now product companies use salons as a dumping ground. They do, yes. Uh, Okay, and, and we, we actually use it as a reference point now to sort of for salons, right, to get rid of these product companies. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we even said ourselves, right, if they want to display their product, they should be paying you rent. That's right, yeah. For that yeah, space, we spoke, okay? yeah, we have we have explored that before. You, yeah, you know it's a I mean? good point. We that's valuable real estate, isn't it? Your window it, 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 uh, exactly. or your shelf, that's valuable real estate. And your, your, it, your product company hasn't paid for a penny of that. And you're doing exactly. it out of loyalty to them. Yeah. But what all I'm saying what, is your loyalty just... is misplaced because the product companies That's haven't right. been loyal to you for years. They've been selling beyond uh, your back for years to Amazon, and Amazon to salon, eBay, and right, through certainly. their own e-commerce website and to the distributors. You know, yes, I'm not saying there's you know, anything it, bad about that. Aaron, Aaron, let me finish. Let me, let me finish, right? I'm just sort of saying Amazon has exposed all this to them. Yes. Can you imagine when something, something gets exposed, right? You start thinking... I've been a right idiot, I'm not. No one likes to be called an idiot. No, I'm not, they? like I say, and, and that's what I don't want to come across as. I don't want to come across as, you know, I told you so. I'm just Bitch. saying, look, let's stop moaning about the past. Let's accept the reality for what it is. And let's, mm -hmm. if you can't beat them, and let's face it, we're not going to be able to beat Amazon. No way. But, but they let's can, join can them. But then, let's join them in well, what they're doing. Let's better it. Let's better let's it. Better let's what better what they're doing. It. They don't know physical yes. customer service yes, like we exactly. know physical customer service. This they, is what we They would do. never do a haircut. They would never do a haircut. That's it. So what I'm saying is, you know, innovate, don't agitate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and this, 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 this is the sad thing is, as far as I'm concerned, Amazon is a great eye-opener. I really do mm. believe that. I really do. Yeah. Know. Like I say, a lot of the gimmicks that they've put on the, you know, put in the, the press releases are, are, have been around for years, Joe. But like you mm. said in, in the last show, you know, no one's embraced these new gimmicks. You know, some people do the magazines on iPads because, you know, that everyone was afraid of COVID from a touch point of view. Um, yeah, but you know what, right? Even before COVID, right? You know, I, I, I actually sort of deal high-end clients. 
They never, they never read. They never read the magazines. Tag. No, I mean they just go. No. And now in the but salon, they'll sit there and sit on their handset. They'll catch up with well, social you know, media. you know what they really did like? They like they loved Hello Magazine or Grazia because it got pictures. Yeah. And little captions. They didn't want to read stories. They don't want to read like... War and Peace, do they? Before <laughs> they copy. Yeah. Well, they read exactly. that at home. They do that at home. Yeah. They get the you know, the subscriptions at home. The Vogue and the and the Tatters all at home. They will have something they can't have at, at their house, mm. right? Which is the Gratzes, which you know, I actually still like saw this, and I'm spending more money as it, when I say small money. I still still buying three, four copies of Vogue, Tatler, Harpers each. Sure. I was getting one copy of them. And they gave more copies of um, Hello and Grazie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the legacy that. media has finished. You know, the idea yeah. of you yeah. know reading magazines in a shop it, it doesn't make sense anymore. So you know, even from a tablet, it's boring. Even Can on the tablet, it's boring. Like I say, oh. you know, people are oh. much more engaged on their on their Big own handset. Deal. So exactly. So put exactly. So put your adverts on their handset. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, exactly. Joe, let's move and on because, I, like I say, on. it's um, yeah. We're we're fifty odd minutes in now, and um, I just want to know. Same with every show. I only ever want to know what's got your goat on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much goat, right? What I find really annoying, right, yeah. is is our um, is our prime minister, right? Because I found out the other day through um, through sources, okay, that our president, right, prime minister, sorry, he had a meeting last week. With um, a certain gentleman, Edward uh, Wood. To, uh, Edward Wood. Yeah. Oh, so, the, so we, you want to go back into the European Soccer League thing? Yeah. Well, this well has yeah. Been, it's been. This has been. This is going to run and run, isn't it? This whole. It, it is going to run. What, what I find. What, what I find so like. Um, so like. Uh, so the worry factor, right? Is that he actually agreed to it? He actually agreed to the fact, right, that he was going to support it, and then all of a sudden, because the mob mentality, the. Uh, they saw the Jamie Carrigans and the uh, the, the crybabies of the of the uh, the sport, right? It, it changes tune, and and what I find sort of disconcerting, right, is that is how can you have someone agreeing to something and then all of a sudden turning um, coat? Because yeah, the, the big the big question right now, right, is everyone's talking about on um, LinkedIn is who do you believe, Boris Johnson or Dominic Cummings? Now, who do you believe? In the um, in his sort of stories. Oh God! I mean, look, politicians I find very hard to believe at the best of times. So um, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and go Dominic Cummings. Me too. <laughs> I, 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 anything Boris Johnson says or does, right? I don't like. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not cut and dry. Uh, it's not as cut and dry as that. You know, I was definitely on his side when he was talking about get Brexit done, and he was very, very positive. And it was the first time we'd heard positivity come out the mouth of a politician for about three or four years because they were obsessed with saying how rubbish everything was, um, you know. And I think Boris Johnson, you know, he understood that and he was very positive. But obviously you've got, you know, one of the most inexperienced governments having to deal with a pandemic. And, and I read an article the other day about, you know, this is the problem. You know, they've put all of their faith in experts and these are experts, so-called experts have just proven wrong time and time and time again. And who does it damage yeah, long term? It damages Boris. Because Boris now hasn't got a leg to stand on because everything he says um, is, you know, it yeah, can, be, the thing is, can be interpreted right, two ways. 
can't it? Yeah, but and that's what, the, that's what the politicians. Find... That's the politicians' I... remit. Just never commit yeah, to but, anything. But I'm actually getting fed up with LinkedIn, right? Because it's it's all this all sustainability, this environmental, it's all this sort of like. There's a lot of noise on on that that sector, right? That I don't agree with, right? And. I try to stay away from it all the time, right? You know, by sort of like taking on the notification. I don't really know about it. But there's an awful lot of noise coming from it. And that's the worrying aspect that I find that um, it plays such a big role in people's lives and opinions that it stops people from progressing, I think, really. And, and that's, that's my worrying thing about this Prime Minister is that he's not taking things which should be serious, serious, mm. And it's taking things which have really not really affected people's lives seriously. Mm. And, and that's, that's worrying for me, really. Right, you know? beautiful. Okay, then, Joe, um, tell people yeah. where they can find you. You can find us, because not just me, Aaron, we're a team. I know, you I know. know. We are a team. Yes. Um, Stonomics. There's no I in team, is there, Joe? No, no, but, not at all. I couldn't be. I could be. I've been. I couldn't be any, anywhere where I am today without you. No, but you're my inspiration, sir. Oh, that's very kind of you saying that. But I must point out there is an M and an E in team. So <laughs> in it team. is all about me. That's right. Um, yes, no, beautiful. Um, yeah, perfect, Joe. Um, good seeing you. Speaking to you today. Um, did you enjoy the um, the YouTube? Um, Salonomics 25 Love, Death and Taxes with I, Lee and Jess. Did you enjoy that the other I, day? I, you know what? I, I was listening to it yesterday because at my car service at, um, you know, I saw Land Rover and I was just all like um, waiting there. Mm. And I, I, I did I did enjoy it, but I, I thought the we, we, we talked about issues rather than um, the, 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 the salon because I, you know, I saw it started off great, right? And, I, and me and Lee, we've got history, as you know. Mm. Um, but we should have told. We should have been talking funny stories. Oh, listen, know, mate. I'm sure we we can get round to that in the next episode. Yeah. It is to be continued so. after all, and and hopefully yeah. I'll be going up to Sheffield to see Lee uh, next month as well. So maybe and we, we can do, do a part yeah. two, and maybe we can do that right. Yeah, because because we did get cut off actually. That that is we true. Did, we did. Yeah, get cut dinner off. was ready, and and you know what? Dinner was right, ready. Dinner's Dinner's ready. ready. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. I must admit, if anyone does want to go and check that out, uh, we publish that on YouTube as well because well, we actually have um, video of that yes. um, podcast. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, you could, you it was, it was you Lee and Joe reminiscing over 30, 30, 40 years of knowing each and other. Could, so. I do like my picture of me on the um, on, the, on your uh, on the poster on LinkedIn, you know, with, with my bins it on. Was, and I go, it was an action shot, mate. I thought, yeah, you action know, shot, yeah. You could go, it's a better, a better action shot than that. Well, mate. I think the thing is you've got to realise about YouTube thumbnails is they have to... Um, they have to grab your attention. So, you know, showing emotion right. and things like that in the thumbnail is, is very important. But um, is, anyway, is an emotion. that's a technical oh, thing that I can teach you about another day if you're that bothered. Oh. But, um, but yeah, no, it's all good, Look mate. To um, great to talk to you as always. And um, yeah, check out Salonomics. I also want to let everyone know to download the Breeze app or Sphinx chat to their phone. Um did you hear about this story? Actually, before I want to go, if you allow me, this story about Apple Podcasts. You know Apple Podcasts that bring out this whole subscription model? Right. So basically, one of the app, Apple developers went and pressed a button, which went and 
stitched up the whole RSS podcast feed worldwide that none of the podcast players could actually update their episodes. So if any of you have experienced problems or issues with downloading your latest podcast, blame Apple. It was then. Um, on, on that note, right, just reminding me, can I just interrupt you? I had a surprise for you, didn't I? Oh, yeah, you did, you did. But but I just need to finish the point about the apps, right, and the podcast apps, because it's important, Joe. People need to understand where they can get our podcast, otherwise we're talking to nobody, right? So basically, the only apps that wasn't affected by this mistake that Apple made was Breeze App. Sphinx Chat and all of those decentralized podcast platforms because they're not running the same way as Apple and Anchor and Spotify and Google right. Podcasts. They don't, they, they're all quite closed walled gardens. The reason why I love Breeze app is because we can never be deplatformed, Joe Mehmet, for saying no, we can words. Say anything, we can say anything we, we want. We can say anything we want. And never be deplatformed from that application. So, Brilliant. for all you speech free freedom of speech enthusiasts, get on Breeze, get on Sphinx Chat, and there's a few other podcast players out there that are truly decentralised. Please tell us what you want to hear. If, what you want to hear from us as well. Yeah. If you've got any if points that you want to um, discuss, we we're quite happy to listen to. Um, yeah. If, any suggestions? Yeah. If you go on to salonomics.gosalon.uk, there's an invite link to our Telegram channel. Uh, where you can dive straight into, you know, the pictures. So go on then. You've got a surprise for me. Go for it. Okay. Do we need a drum roll? Well, you do actually. Do, 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 do. Okay. Go on then. No, you know my, you know my wife. Yes, Rex. She wants to do a podcast. No. Yes, what she about? does. What she wants to do a podcast about? with me. I don't know, she just wants to talk about anything with me because, you know, we've got such different views of opinions, all right? You know, she she she's worried about the pandemic in India. I just said to her, it doesn't exist. It just proved that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she, she really wants to have a, uh, a podcast with me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hence, hence, why I bought, hence why I bought her a microphone Fantastic. from Amazon today. Right, uh, but she said to me, "Where's my bins?" I said, "Well, you got the headphones for that, right?" So, I mean, what do you think of that? Yeah, listen, do it, go for it. I'll help. Has, I'll help you a... with all the technical, um, okay, technical yeah, details okay. and stuff. But yeah, you should do it. Or, or should we? Should both of us gag up on you? How about that? How would you like that? Listen, if if she wants to join the <laughs> podcast, we can we can do uh, we can do a uh, video version, can't we? Just like we did with Lee. Um, I, I, you know, like I say, no, no, your no, no, wife is version, talented. We... She's the talented one in the um, in the relationship, in relationship over there. Of so she yeah, of course, of course. You're... No, no. If, if we if we do a video, you, you have to do her hair. Oh, so let's well, let's let's not do a video, right? All right then, mate. All right. Well, look, it's enough shenanigans. We've gone over the hour mark now, so right. you've given me more work right. to do. Um, right. I'm gonna have to edit this down. All right then. Alright mate. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening everyone. Bye. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye. bye.